2: we're going around the world, we're going to have some extra Christmas music, we're going to the airport, we're going to hear from kids, we're generally just going to have some fun between now and midday on our last show of 2022, and I think we're going to go straight away to, it's 34 degrees in Sydney, Australia, Steve Kelly. Hey, how are you PJ? How are you, how's life in the land of wonder down under?
3: Uh it's the land of Oz. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you- it's amazing. It's it's warm. <laughs> it's savage. It's warm. It's mid summer there now, isn't it, Steve? It is. It is just kicked off, and it's it's warming. So like today, yeah, today it was 31, 32 degrees or something, and it's warming up every day. Right. So um, yeah, it's
4: yeah, it's savage. It's Do- it's different.
2: What temperature? What night is it now? There, it's
3: we are just after eight All at right. night. So you're sitting it, around
2: a couple of days to Christmas. Have you have you kitty winkies?
5: Kind of.
3: Um, they're 15 and 13.
2: And there's still but kids. Mind you,
3: they still get us out of bed at a stupid o'clock in the morning
2: course when Santa arrives. Of course they will. Of course you they know, will. So, um, that's the, and that's the best yeah, part. Yeah, excitement is still right up. That's the best part. So did did you, did you go all the way to Australia to? You're from Ballincollig. Uh, did you go all the way to Australia yes. to meet a, a woman from from Temple Lake Avenue, or did you know each other before
3: you went there? <laughs> No, no, no. I met my granny back home. So Lisa, we're we're married like 20, we were together 22 years and we're married 17. Um, But no, we ended up coming out. Like we, we came over here on a holiday in 2013 into 14 to see my sister Sue and her now husband Ozzy, and fell head over heels and loved the country. It was just amazing. Like it's very hard to describe the beauty and the energy and just the freedom of the place. It's just stunning. And it just suited our personalities. Mm. I went back home and like, it was the weirdest thing. Like three weeks later, I had an email from a company over here, headhunting us, asking us to move to Sydney. Right. So had we not gone on the holiday, there's no way on earth right. we would have said, yes, let's pack our bags and move to Sydney. But um, So we did. We said we come for one. One turned to two and blink, it's eight years. What did you call her, a granny? Granny from Granny brother. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: you know what? I
2: had to go to Australia to hear that. I Never heard. Really? That yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so what? When were you last home at Christmas?
3: Oh, Christmas? Oh, yeah. Before we came out here. Really? So, I, well, I, I I was home. Maybe, was it four or five years ago? Unfortunately, my nan actually passed away on Christmas Day, oh. maybe about five years ago. So we, we, myself and Sue raced home and we just got back just just for the end of it. But it definitely wasn't a Christmas celebration or anything like that. But we got the very tail end of Christmas. We got to have a taste. But the last full pelt Christmas would yeah. have been, yeah, nine years ago. Mm. Ten years ago, because that Christmas before, yeah, probably be one to ten years ago. Mm. Not mad.
2: So so what's the what's the deal with Christmas I mean you hardly put turkey and ham on uh, In 33 degrees do you You'd be surprised You'd
3: be very surprised Because yes we absolutely do, do the, full, the full dinner So cause we go to Sue Nausies. Like First of all in the morning we typically go to the beach And we'll
2: have a swim oh, we'll have a stop. The beach.
3: So, Yeah it's mad A proper, <laughs> a proper swim like sleep. Where
2: you still have all your bits oh. getting out of the water Yeah you know
3: all the bits, the all the bits, but um, it's and it's just so exciting and it's so much fun and it's like everyone is there, like with Christmas hats on and mm. bouncing around and it's yeah, it's great crack and we'll have um, yeah, we'll have the breakfast on the beach, oh, out to as Nasi's house, yeah, it's gorgeous, mm. and and like it's whoever's kind of around you, like you're just like feeding people and like we we'll always have the black pudding. Yeah. So everyone get, has to go off Do you, off it and do you like, get it oh, sent oh, out? Right? Like do you get it sent? No you, you can get pretty much everything over here.
5: Really?
3: Would you get would so, you get to yeah. Kilty like? Clan Kilty? God yeah. Really? Fab. So, yeah. Uh, everything. So we will do that, and then we go out to Susan, we'll have the full turkey and ham and 15 yeah. types of spuds and 14 different desserts and and but the only difference then with that one is like when you're stuffed instead of jumping onto the couch to watch the te- to watch TV. We'll jump in the pool and have a swim.
2: Okay, Steve, I'm getting bored of this now. Stop, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's got to be something you miss about Cork. Do you know what, though? It's
3: just not Cork. It's just not. like Because the energy of Christmas back home, like it's something, like if I could go back and just breathe it in and just stop and pause and take it in, like it's it's indescribable. I miss it so much. Do you? Like, you know, like, looking, like, do you know what? Looking at, inside in Brown Thomas as an example. Like, like looking at, in through the windows, going down through Patrick Street, and it's so dark, and all the Christmas lights up everywhere, mm. down along Oliver Plunkett Street, just stopping and looking down. Mm. It's back. I'm mean, like, We're trying to... Do you
5: understand that?
2: Like,
3: honestly, you know, we're describing to people over here what it's like back home, and no one knows. But, like, missing Cork is one thing, but missing Balancholyga is something altogether different. Really? So, oh, crikey, like, at Christmas is just... Unbelievable. So, um, yeah, we, we miss everyone. But, yeah, for sure, where we live, you, there's, there's nowhere like home. There's no place like home.
2: You seem to be settled well out there, which is great. But, come here, the accent. There's no sign of a, a Sydney twang coming in there, is there?
5: Um, I'm a
3: little. I don't curse as much. So, that's definitely a good thing from Sydney.
2: <laughs> but no, 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 no. Hang on a second now. The Aussies have their own way of cursing. We just don't recognise the words. Would I be right? That's true. And that's true.
3: And sometimes it's the same to be said for here. But what there's, there, there's a word that we use very often in every single sentence, like to emphasise, like surprise, mm. or go away, or whatever, and it starts with F. Yeah. And it's a very common word that we would use at home. Over yeah. here, that's one of the worst words you can use ever. Really? I was, mm. tipped, I was tipped on the shoulder my first week working over here, and I was told, you know, you dropped the F-bomb three times. I was like, what the F is the F-bomb?
5: See, I, was only, I was only saying hello, <laughs> boy. I was only saying I was
3: only, su- I was only surprised. I was only surprised about it.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, listen, before so, I play a tune for you, because I know there's a... Oh, yeah, who do you want to round up? Round up the crew. You have a minute. Oh, get as many names as you want.
3: A minute, many names. Oh, well, of course, the mums and dads. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Judy, my dad, Dennis, Violet. Uh, Lisa's mum and dad up and grown, grown up with her. um Siobhan, Deirdre, Leah, um we got Sean, David, all our buddies back home, Emma, Damien, mm. Akinok, um, Olivia, Jan, uh, Mickey C Ash, um got just Dave Heff Keats in it. Just Pierce, Pierce Edwards, there's so many, so many, <laughs> wrong, so right. many. We could fill the echo with names, so we miss so many people so much. Right. Ev, my sister. So <laughs> Ev, John, and the co- and the kids, we definitely miss the nephews. Yeah.
2: So much. There's, there's but, a um, fabulous picture actually yeah, in good. the Echo. Is that your spread?
3: It is. I think so. That's your it's dinner. What a week.
2: Yeah, that's your dinner. Oh my goodness, me. Alright. Come here. I'm gonna let you go. There's a song you want. We don't normally do requests on the show, but seeing as you're in Australia, oh, by the way, have you have you got the lads on the on the building sites um, doing uh, doing the cork <sighs> actions yet?
3: Oh, no, not on the building sites. So over here, I work. I work in pharma. Right. So I definitely have taught some people some stuff. Right. So Awilia, yeah. people have finally found discovered that Awillia yeah, is I want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people
6: <laughs>
3: that was fun explaining
7: that I so,
3: <laughs> I mean, so yeah. it definitely got me into trouble I will Will you come in on Sunday I will yeah only to come in on Monday to say where the hell were you yesterday I said are you on about <laughs> um, so that things like story what does story mean sound um, so there's definitely a new language that we're that we've opened up the eyes of Australia to for sure
2: yeah did you introduce them to the diff the unique meaning of Langer out there that's not just a golfer <laughs>
3: We did. We did. Definitely. That's been dropped a few times. Definitely been dropped a few times. Uh, There's been a couple of brand new words for sure and new insults and where they didn't know they are being insulted. But,
2: Fantastic. you know, you say it with a smile on your face. Fantastic. And last, but by no means least, because I know a couple of years ago I was talking to someone in Australia and they'd actually got Christmas fluffy PJs sent out from pennies in 35 oh. degrees. You don't go that far, do you?
3: not quite that far but Lisa does love her jammies and when they get sent over she does she does wear them In so I know how mom sends them over and Tracy sends them over and stuff like that so she does love them she does use them every time she can I must admit now wouldn't be my thing wear mm. shorts and t-shirts barely yeah I, yeah, I put on a t-shirt because I'm coming on the radio
2: oh yeah yeah. Um, look respectable for the radio isn't it? <laughs>
3: I have to, I have to get dressed up for the radio because it is boiling here
2: tonight. <laughs> okay, we've we've heard that now. Well, it's actually it's a beautiful morning in Cork now. The sun is shining. I'm looking down Patrick Street. Sun is shining. It's about what six degrees, you know. And it's it's grand. There goes the bus around the corner. I don't want to make you it, miss the place now. And there goes a bus off down the corner. I'm looking down at maybe pennies oh, and Brown Thomas and the Christmas trees. <laughs>
3: Pennies, the, the, the mention of pennies to Lisa, my God, she starts losing her mind. And he
2: mentioned, so just, oh, by just, the way, would you get a bit of spiced beef
3: down there? That part of the world. Spiced beef, don't get me started in spice beef. Oh, God, what I wouldn't give for a slice of spice beef. And you know what? History is a horrible thing, because a very good friend of mine, James Sheehan, moved to Canada, mm-hmm. and we were on the call, and was chatting to him, and he was like, oh, how are you getting on? And he was kind of missing being home. So as he was chatting, I popped open the can of Murphy's, and he was like, God, I hate you. And then I then moved on to eating a, some spiced beef. But not just that, giving my dog a few slices of spiced beef. So that then is when
2: James hung up the phone.
3: So, um, <laughs> so oh, my God, no spiced beef. Right. No spice beef in Australia.
2: We could stay all day, Steve. Have a great Christmas, yourself and Lisa and the family and all the gang. We had Stephen down under with 34 degrees or whatever it is. We're going to do the opposite in just a sec. Kiraldo says it's only 12 weeks to Paddy's Day. I'm so looking forward to it. He's over Christmas. All right, you want to play that game? Okay, 12 weeks to Paddy's Day. That's 83 days, actually, to St. Patrick's Day. It's 106 days to Easter. It's 67 days to spring. Uh, it is 92 days. So the clocks go forward... And it is 152 days to next year's Radiothon. Thanks, Kieran. we We're traveling again next. Okay, it's 9.26 in the morning here in Cork, which means it's just about 12.26 in Alaska. And it's a lot colder, too, than it is here or it was in Sydney. I made a promise, so so did he. Don Fleming, how are you?
6: (laughs) Hey, PJ, how are you doing?
2: How are you, man? Left Cork in 1994
8: to seek your fortune in the U.S. military. Uh, That's correct, yeah. I uh, got the Morrison Green Card lottery in 93 and came over in 94. Joined the U.S. Navy a few weeks after arriving off the plane. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really funny, after I went to boot camp, they sent me to Japan, where I spent the next 11 years. I guess they didn't want me in the States. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, did 20 years total. Good for you. Good for you. And you you, ended, you were in Hawaii at one point, teaching yoga. Am I right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I I was stationed in Hawaii for seven years with the Navy. And I also lived there for five years after I retired from the Navy. And uh, I was a scuba instructor and a yoga teacher. Mm. So n- not something that a lot of people that know me from way back when would have ever figured. Yeah. The last
2: time I met you, um, and we've known each other since the, the late 80s, but the last time yep. I met you was you came home and you took part in our
8: radio healing <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Yes, and Anya Hennessy will never let me forget the photograph that she took of me in high heels. <laughs> and
2: shorts, and you'd been living in Hawaii, and I remember you ringing me that night, and you said, jeez, i got to go buy a pair of jeans, I can't get into mountains. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the issues. Um, you know, Hawaii, it was, you know, all year round, shorts, T-shirts, slip mm-hmm. you know, flip-flops, or slippers, as they're called in Hawaii. And uh, so when I came to visit Ireland, I wasn't exactly very prepared so, yeah, I had to go spend some money on, on some clothes just so I could get into the to the bars and the clubs.
2: Now, Don, why on earth? And you know me. I'm a creature of the sun. I love the sun. I love the... Why on earth? What temperature is it where you are right now at 25 minutes past... 28 minutes past nine? It is
8: minus 37 degrees Celsius. Oh, good Lord almighty. That's minus 35 degrees Fahrenheit for, you know, people that might be listening from America. Yeah. Uh, that that's That's cold, like... <laughs> it's actually not that cold so um two nights ago, uh, two miles down the road at my friend's house they hit minus uh, 59 degrees Fahrenheit, which uh, in Celsius would be minus 50 degrees Celsius. Holy God. That's and you still got to take the dog out for a quick walk so they can go you know do yeah. their do their business and everything and they come running in quicker than you do. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. And you still have to go to work. Uh, there's no uh, you know just because it gets that cold it doesn't mean that you get a day off mm. and you're not far from the so, Arctic Circle there are you? Um, I'm not I'm 120 miles right. south of the Arctic Circle I've driven up past it um, and it's uh, yeah it's, it's it's a different kettle of fish alright
2: now why would you leave beautiful warm sunny Hawaii <laughs> to be in Alaska it's as cold as it is now
8: well, uh, I, I left Hawaii in 2019 and I moved to Orlando, Florida. Mm. Uh, I was studying acupuncture at the time and with COVID and everything, I ended up dropping out of that program and I was kind of thinking to myself, well, you know, I lived in Hawaii for many, many years and, uh, you know, I'm not restricted now to where I'm living in the mainland because school, you know, I'm not going to be going to school anymore, so I decided to... um. I was chatting with an old Navy buddy of mine and he was living up in Fairbanks, Alaska and I just, you know, I had to to be in the bonnet one day and I says, all right, I'm moving to Alaska. So I put my house on the market. Um, It was sold the same day it went on the market and a few weeks later then I was in my car with a converted cargo trailer, my two dogs and my household belongings and I drove from Orlando, Florida all the way up to Fairbanks, Alaska.
2: Uh, just getting that, you drove? Yeah. That, that's yeah, a bit of a spin. It was, like, um, that's, that's kind of... Not like going to Dublin.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. It was, um, y- you know, I spent twenty years in the U.S. Navy. None of it in the continental U.S. Right. Uh, I spent eleven years in Japan, seven in Hawaii, two in Guam, and then I retired back to Hawaii, and I did five years there. So, you know, having spent a little bit of time in uh, in the south in in Florida, I, you know, I wanted to see a little bit of the countryside and. Flying with two dogs and shipping all my household goods would have cost me about $20,000 mm-hmm. uh, because shipping material to Alaska is very expensive. I imagine. So it was actually cheaper for me to buy a con- uh, enclosed cargo trailer right. and pop everything into it. And even with the gas costs and you know accommodation along the way, it was cheaper for me to drive. And I thought, well, you know, I'd love to get to see the country that I served for 20 years. Yeah. So I said I'd drive. I went up through Canada. So, you know, I drove up to Montana and I crossed over in Montana, then into Canada. So I got to go across a few provinces Mm -hmm. of Canada and then into Alaska and drove into Fairbanks. And funny thing was the first thing I thought to myself when I saw the city of Fairbanks was this place is too big. I need to move further out in the sticks. I don't actually live in Fairbanks. I live 20 miles outside the city limits. So I'm kind of 25 miles from the city center which may not sound like much you know especially if you live in balancolic or something but Mm. here um you know that kind of distance when you get weather like we have now um you have to plug your car in to to warm it up before you turn it on so one of the funny things that people see when they come up here is almost all the vehicles have you know a plug sticking out of the grill in the front And when you go to a bank or Walmart or, you know, any of these big businesses, they all have, you know, sockets outside so that you can plug your car in while you go in shopping because your engine freezes up real quick. So it's not an electric car, no? No. uh, So what you do is you winterize your vehicle when you get up here. So they install a heater on your engine block and your oil pan and your battery. Right. And that's what you plug in. So then you, you know, you plug in and charge up those those heaters right. to warm up the car enough so that when you start the engine, you don't damage the engine. But as soon as you start to drive off, then you hear all the Greek, you know, the creaks and the groans and everything, because the metal, you know, of the car has gotten really, really cold, and now you're starting to move it. And yeah, it's 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 definitely it's a different experience than uh, you know having air conditioning in your car in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, to a heater in your car. and Am I right in telling me that you could occasionally come across a bear when you're out for your evening walk? Yeah, if if you were at my house the other night, you would have seen a grizzly bear. Um, my outside light is on a sensor, and my I have my computer set up by my big window and everything. So I was sitting down, um, just, you know, going doing stuff on the internet and that, and all of a sudden the light comes on and I see a grizzly walking across my yard. Okay. Okay. We have wolves, moose... Wolverine. So, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, like my two brothers are due to come over in 2024. Um, I'm going to be doing the Walk of Shame. I'll be graduating with a master's degree December next year. And then, the, you know, the graduation ceremony is oh, May 2024. Boy. And I've explained to the two of them that they will um, have to carry firearms while they're here. Because there's no guarantee that, you know, I won't be the one that will be attacked by a bear or a moose first. So uh, you know, carrying a firearm up here is—it's kind of like uh, you know, access your friendly friend. Don't leave home without it. What? The, what
2: when was the last time you um, had Christmas in Cork? Done for a long time at
8: Yeah, in fact, I was listening to your previous caller from Australia, and you know, it got me thinking. And the last time I can remember being home for Christmas was 1998. <sighs> uh, my father was uh, on his last legs. Um, he was, uh, you know, he had cancer, passed away in January '99, mm. and uh, he'd requested the family to come back for one last visit.
6: Okay, okay.
8: So 1998 is the last time I was back at home in Ireland for okay. Christmas. So I've been back home a few times since, but not for Christmas. Okay. What do you miss about Christmas at home? I mean... Oh God! Everything. I mean, you know. Do you remember the old days in the GPH and that, and Norma Jeans, the belly button? You know, um, <laughs> you know. It's the, the the crack. You know, I've 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 travelled to thirty eight countries, PJ, and I've lived in six, mm. and I've been away from Ireland since ninety four, and I have yet to find anywhere in the world on my travels that has the same vibe mm. as Cork. Yeah. It's a unique city, and I think. You know, when I was there, I didn't appreciate it so much. And, you know, like I said, I've been all over the world. I've been to Irish bars in the most, you know, inexplainable of, of locations. And uh, there's just nothing really that that matches Cork. It's, it's very hard to verbalize. Like I said, I was listening to your previous caller and I was trying to figure out, what am I going to say when he asks me? And I was like, I just can't really put a, you know, a finger on it. It's yeah. just... You just miss Cork. I, I suppose it's it's home i mean you grow up there and you know i i've you know communication with you over the years you know it's it's hard when i come back to visit now because the country has changed so much from when i you know grew up and lived there geographic i mean like road system and everything has changed and you know but you know it's still a car it's um Hello, it's boy. Still cork. Done. Hello, boy. hello, <laughs> nice, boy. You know what I mean. You know,
2: I do. I do. Right before I let you go, anyone you want to send wishes to? I know there's loads of people will
8: remember the voice, even if there's a twang in it. Fleming.
5: <sighs>
8: <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm going to forget a lot of people, obviously. So, you know, friends, family, anybody that re- might remember me, uh, Anya Hennessy, I, I have to mention her because she took the photograph of me in high heels with you up the the college. Um, you know my brother Pat down in Cove mm-hmm. uh, my sister Neve, uh, my sister Lorna, brother Fergal um, Huggy I, I mean just, just so many really I mean there's, yeah. there's probably a lot of people that don't want me to mention their name <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know because they don't want to be connected to me yeah. but uh, yeah I mean anybody that remembers me um, yeah. you know no matter what you thought of me I wish you all the best back home right. and uh, I wish I was there celebrating it with will you, you, maybe will and, you Will you, will you and come back not too eventually future, Don, do will. you think? Will you come back? Uh, you know if the Irish government doesn't tax my retirement to the hilt I might be able to afford to come back and live i've been looking at property in West Cork yeah. I'd like to move back home and retire but uh you know it's it's a very difficult situation it's it's very different now than it was you know 20 30 years ago mm. it's um it is difficult to come back but I want to come back, all right. because it is home. But when you do, you know, we'll have a point, my friend.
2: Now, you have a song, and I think it's a kind of an appropriate one for where you're looking out at right now.
8: It is, yeah, and, you know, Bing Crosby is, uh, uh, he's just a classic, isn't he, you know? Yeah. Um, White Christmas by you, Bing Crosby, if you have it. I have, and you're guaranteed one. <laughs> <laughs> Happy cheers, Christmas, my friend. Cheers. Take care. You too, PJ, right. and to everybody that's listening, wish you all very Merry Christmas. And we'll chat soon. Have a good one.
2: Mark Keane was in touch with us from the Defence Forces Group, pd Fora. Just to wish a happy Christmas to myself and the family. Thanks, Mark, and a peaceful new year. Many thanks again for your help. Greatly appreciated. And to you and every member of the Defence Forces at every rank, in every corner of the Defence Forces and wherever they are, anywhere in the world. I know it's been a very, very difficult month for our Defence Forces and particularly families of Sean Cooney and Shane Carney. Uh, thank you all for your service. Every single, last and final one of you. And we hear that the news on Shane is that he's improving which is fantastic. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. 96 PJ, happy Christmas and have a great New Year from Siobhan and family. Eugene wants to get in on the story the stories from the other day. And look, if you have one that we didn't get to or that you'd like to tell at this very last day of our season of our year, you know where we are. Oh, 0818969696 But Eugene, the day my mother brought home a huge turkey, it was enormous. She was so proud of it. Until it came to come into the oven because it was too big and the door wouldn't close. We had to get a brick. I can see this now here, brick, to hold the oven door closed. Problem was it wasn't sealed, so the heat didn't build up properly. We were slagging the hell out of mother. Thing was it took hours and hours and hours to cook the turkey. Our bellies thought our throats had been cut. We were starving, looking at the, at the oven, waiting for the Christmas dinner. Beans on toast was even suggested at one stage. The next year, everything was back to normal with a proper turkey. But she was never allowed to forget that time. Go restore Eugene and thank you and happy Christmas to you and yours. Jimmy, uh, have a great Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It sure is. Lovely nostalgic morning. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Talking now to the lads who were away for Christmas. People coming home, people travelling at Christmas time. The airport is always a lovely place to be. It looks gorgeous up there this year. They've really done a fabulous, fabulous job. I was talking to Barry Holland a couple of times, the new communications manager up there, and they really pulled all the stops out to make it a big Christmas. The first proper post COVID Christmas. And Mauraid has been spending some time there.
9: I waited for my daughter Aoife and her husband and the three children to come back from Edinburgh for and Christmas. they're back for Christmas, how yeah. long are they back for? Until the 5th of January. Amazing, <laughs> and is, how many years has it been since they've been home? Uh, oh, they're home during the summer. They, 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 they But they haven't been home for Christmas for a few years. We went over there instead, yeah. So it's nice that they're here. Yeah,
10: that's and, nice isn't uh, it. Yeah. And what's the plan um, now for Christmas with them?
9: Well, I, my mom as well. She came down yesterday from Kildare, and uh, she, you know, she hasn't been well. So it's great that she's there now this year, and uh, we'll all be together. So we've 12 or 13 of us for dinner Christmas Day. Oh, that is fantastic. So, yeah. waiting now with Beta Bread, and the, the flight
10: has been a bit delayed yeah, as well. Isn't delayed,
9: it? yeah, I think by about an hour and a half, yeah. So, and well, I mean, that's not that bad, at least it's not night time, you know. That's yeah. it. And
10: I see some of the, the kids here waiting yeah, for their cousins, their cousins. as well yeah
9: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the Cork cousins now, yeah. So, they're very excited to see them, yeah.
10: Brilliant. And uh, how come they're there in Edinburgh? What brought them to live there?
9: Oh, my daughter moved over there, God, she must be there 15 or 16 years now, yeah. So, she went over for work and, yeah, and met her husband. He's a, a Scot, he's from Edinburgh, so she's made a nice life for herself over there. Yeah, it's lovely, Edinburgh is lovely.
11: Hi, uh, I'm Keith, I'm from Edinburgh, um, and I've just come back to Cork for Christmas. My wife uh, is from Cork. Um, she moved over to Edinburgh about 20 years ago. Um, we've been together about 18 years, married for probably 12, um, and we kind of take a year about. Um, last year, Her family all came over and had a big kind of family get-together in Edinburgh and uh this is the alternate year for we're in uh, Cork this year so
10: Brilliant I'm you came through her we talking to her mum so they're very excited to have you back so you're looking forward to the Christmas year now
11: Yeah yeah absolutely delighted I'm just glad to be here um, it's been a pretty pretty busy end uh, to the year for me so um, yeah I'm just looking forward to just chilling out having some cans of Murphy's and, uh, and taking it easy and enjoying some time with family
10: Brilliant and what's it like now to be reunited? It's
11: great really good yeah yeah. I'm, to be honest, I'm, yeah, I'm just off the plane so yeah still <laughs> kind of settling into it but yeah I've said my hellos and uh, yeah, delighted to be here.
10: Brilliant. Well, happy Christmas. Have a great one and thank you so much.
11: Thanks.
12: My name's Alison. And Alison, where are you from? Um am So who are you waiting for here at the airport? Um, my brother's coming home for Christmas. He's coming back from Edinburgh, Colin. Brilliant. And what brought him to Edinburgh and how long has he been over there for? He went over before COVID. Um, so actually only went over about a month ago to see him for the first time. So he lived. Um, he was studying and he just got offered a job and off he went.
10: Brilliant. So what does it mean now for him to come back for Christmas? Is it his first one back since he went over?
12: Um, no, he got back last year, right? but he was only back for a short time and it was kind of hit and miss as to whether he'd actually make it or not. But um, this time around, I think it's going to mean a lot of harassment from the two nephews. And, uh, <laughs> not a moment's peace. Yeah,
10: they're really excited to see their
12: uncle. Uh, well, yeah, as you can see, they're lying on the floor trying to see if they can spot his feet coming in from arrival. So... Um. <laughs> they're really excited to see him really excited to see him we all are
10: can't wait david and david where are you from skibbereen tell us why you're at the airport here today just waiting for my brother to come in from london for christmas brilliant and is your brother living in london he is he's working in london with uh he must be there what five or six years now so he's just just coming back for the holidays brilliant you've got the whole crew here with you we have indeed we have indeed reaching out for that microphone Yeah. And um, has your brother been home in the past few years for Christmas? Or is he-,
13: he does. He generally makes a back for the holidays, all right. So it's kind of a an annual thing now to come up for him. So yeah.
10: That's it. It's, it's such a kind of a joyous experience because you know that there's going to be fun in the in the air for the next few days. That's it. It kind of adds to the whole Christmas, doesn't it? When someone's coming back for them and you come up to the airport for them. So, yeah, it's, it's good, yeah. That's brilliant. What's the plan now for Christmas? Oh, home and... Wait for Santi to arrive, hopefully. Oh, eight one eight
2: ninety six ninety six ninety six. If you've a greeting to send to anybody that you might have forgotten. Now, Christmas would not be Christmas without a visit, and if we can't manage a visit, which I probably won't at this stage, a call to the lads down at Tony's Bistro on North Main Street, where the last time I was there, there was a queue out the door. Morning, Jonathan.
14: Morning, PJ. How are you? I'm all right, fella.
2: I'm all right. Who on earth is having turkey for breakfast, or are they?
14: Not quite, not quite for breakfast now, but it's still it's amazingly popular. Still, we are. I was just telling Fergal there, we will still be our kind of number one bestseller in our, our, on our lunch menu. Really, but it's really? kind of popular all year round. But I, just in this week, now every day. And I said you, would be sick of looking at turkey by the end of the week, but not. They're still, still, still love it. Yeah, yeah you're
3: busy they're, out they're
14: defy, there. The pie is the big one for us, though. You're very bus- busy, Fergal. Or, uh, PJ, yeah, it's, just, uh, it's the best Christmas now we've had in uh, the last couple of years, anyway. Yeah. There's a lot more people around kind of you know, would have been kind of staying away from the city maybe a bit nervous the last couple of years so they're all kind of back again and mm. so it is great great, great to see everybody again
2: and how are things down on North Main Street I know my, my pal George Patterson led a campaign there to do some new lights and they're fabulous
14: yeah he did a great job now Pedro, George yeah so we're there's a great old buzz around the place now as I said a lot of, a lot of the traders that were kind of here I've, we've been here for, for donkey's years we all kind of know each other and you know, everybody's kind of pleased with the the, the kind of, the, the street is coming on a bit, there's a bit of activity, there's mm. new buildings coming up so it's, really, it's, just, it's just going in the right direction anyway.
2: Yeah yeah. I mean, the last two, Chris, well 2020 was a total write-off and, and last year kind of nearly went out the door, I did go out the door at, at the last minute, so our, our people are back and taking, uh, we have to be careful again, there's so much virus and so much sickness still around, but people are they're letting the hair down a bit, are they?
14: That's it, yeah, exactly. I a mean, there's great old buzz. I mean, the, the, at least the, the weather's kind of playing ball now, and so you, people come into the city when the when the weather's good. You know, if if not, they tend to kind of go to Man Point and kind of hit hit the shopping centres. But mm-hmm. great old buzz around the place now, and there's a, a party atmosphere, and there's lots of Christmas jumpers flying around the place. So it's uh, lo- lovely, lovely mm-hmm. to see. It's a it's a great old um great old atmosphere in the in the
2: city centre. Anyone? Because I did. I tried it a couple of years ago and failed des- desperately. I know we've had a few champions in. Anyone tried the big one lately, the Godfather?
14: Oh, We had two guys there last Saturday. No, one fell at the final hurdle. Just uh, the, the 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 bread beat him in the end. But just he was there. He was the closest. What we've had about, I think, just over six hundred have tried it now at this stage. Yeah. And we're still we're still on sixteen. Sixteen is there. Sixteen the, has done it. Is the,
2: it yeah. doesn't count if you get a bunch of lads going home from a Christmas party you fall in the door and all the one between them. That doesn't.
14: <laughs> no, that doesn't way. We, we just do it as a challenge because we yeah. still do the offer of um, if if you've completed, we give you five hundred euros for for the charity of your choice. So we just make it just as as a as a challenge. Yeah, so it can, it's not as and uh, it could be shared. So and the record was make... set. What is the record? It was uh, Randy Santel. He did. Just, yeah. he did it last uh, a couple of months ago. No, but it just, he blew it. I think, but under 20 minutes. 20, 20, 20 19, minutes. 19, 20 minutes. And his girlfriend, and he had his girlfriend with him, and she's a, she's a professional leader as well. So she tried it after him, yeah. and she did it in, I think, 28 minutes.
2: Remind people again, before I let you go, Jonathan, what is in The Godfather? For oh, anyone who wants I, oh, to pop in and try it.
14: Yes, yeah, as I said, the challenge is still open. Anybody wants, and if you're doing it for charity, we're quite happy. If you do it. manage to do it, we'll give you 500 euros. So The Godfather would be, you'd have a uh, six of, uh, six slices of, um, crispy back bacon. You've, um, eight Horgans Irish sausages. You've got two fried eggs, two scrambled eggs, six ounce sirloin steak, four hash browns, West Cork black and white pudding, baked beans, sautéed mushrooms, fried onions, grilled tomatoes, a double portion of French fries, six slices of white toast and three slices of homemade sort of it. And <laughs> you can wash that down with as much tea and coffee as you like. And, uh, if, if, if it does be show, it's priced at 29 which is a good value for that. It, it,
2: it is. Do you want to? That, that, see, that's, to me, that's a committee meeting. Do you know what I mean? That's, that. as much as I love my, and you, you know the mess I made of it when I tried. Listen, I want you have a
14: happy, good met you raising the white flag at the
2: end of it, but uh, <laughs> Happy Christmas, Christmas to everyone in Tony's and many, con- many happy returns. Continued success, Jonathan, and to everyone trading down there on North Main Street, one of the greatest places not just in the city, but in the whole world for the pure buzz that is Cork, that's Jonathan at uh, Tony's Bistro, and hello to everyone down there in, in North Main Street 0818 96, 96, 96 to PJ and all the team at Cork's 96 I'm happy Christmas from Vanessa and Brian and Darcy, Amy and Odin keep up the great work <laughs>
15: The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 0818 96,
10: 96, 96.
15: Text or WhatsApp 083
2: 396 96 96.
10: Email opinion at 96fm.ie.
6: The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan.
10: On Cork's 96FM.
6: There's
2: another group of workers who have a shift to do at Christmas. The waterworks on Lee Road including Ger who's on from 8am to 8pm to make sure we all have the drop of water for Christmas. Happy Christmas to everyone. And Mary, uh, just message us that. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. 0818 96 96 96. The number, the text or WhatsApp 083 396 96, 96 And the email is opinion at 96fm.ie. By the way, important to tell you about the email. That will be active right across the Christmas. Right across. Okay, we'll take maybe Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and Stephen's Day off. But over the holidays, that email is active and will be checked. Opinion at 96fm.ie if there's anything that you want to bring to our attention that we can take up in the new year. all right? Attican, good morning. Thank you for your message. Uh, he says, I want to wish everyone at quarks 96 a happy Christmas and happy new year. And Attican, thank you for your fantastic contributions to the show uh, throughout the course of the year. Regular uh, young caller, young bright intelligent young man Uh, Mary and Finbar Archer very happy Christmas Now, Finbar Archer is a name we've mentioned here from time to time but if you ever uh, meet the Lord Mayor if you're ever at a function where the the Lord Mayor is in attendance uh, the man who drives the car is Finbar Archer and he's known affectionately among those of us in the press and those of us who meet him regularly as the real Lord Mayor and even the Lord Mayor of the day would say that Finbar Archer was the real Lord Mayor and he's been driving now for quite a number of years and are, he's as popular and as fondly regarded around the city as any Lord Mayor of the day and also would a happy Christmas to his wife Mary and Mary hasn't been in the best of health this year and I know he worries about you Mary and, uh, but he always keeps, keeps the smile out and keeps the positive out but he worries about you and he thinks about you and he loves you more than you know and uh, happy Christmas to, to Mary Archer as well 0818 96 96 96 right we'll be having a tipple around the table and we might do a few cocktails the problem with cocktails is if you start doing them at home you can end up in all sorts of trouble <laughs> and I don't mean the obvious like falling flat on the floor on your face I don't mean that kind of I mean not really knowing what to put into what what proportions to put into what and 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 you could be there with an awful mess in the middle of the, the kitchen table uh, if you try to make for example a, a, a porn star Martini or, or a Tom Collins or a Whiskey Sour or, or whatever, uh, my wife picked up on one during the summer and she's hoping to make them over the Christmas it's a thing called a Moscow Mule uh, and, and, it, and it does kick like one, even though it's an absolutely gorgeous, um, a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous cocktail. Uh, have you ever heard of that one, Tara, from foxglovecocktails.ie, a Moscow mule?
15: I am familiar with it, yeah. It's, uh, traditionally will be made with vodka, uh, ginger beer and a little uh, splash of lime juice.
2: Yes, yes, squeezed straight from the lime and it, it kicks like one.
15: <laughs> it is. It's lovely and zesty and refreshing. It'd be lovely now to get the day started over Christmas time.
2: Absolutely fabulous website, Fox Love Cocktails, recipes and ideas where to pick up the contents. The whole thing, but the trouble would make. Should you make them in advance, Tara, and keep them in a jug or something, because you could have an awful disaster on the day.
15: Yeah, I mean, like, it's always a good idea, especially if you're serving a large group of people, maybe to batch your cocktails in advance. I would always say to maybe leave the ice out until you're serving, you don't want to dilute it um, or, you know, uh, let it go to room temperature. But definitely that's a good idea if there's, like, a jug or, like, a big dispenser or something like that. And also, if you do batch it, it allows you to kind of, as you said earlier, um, about uh, the kind of the balanced cocktail, like what to put into what. You make it ahead of time when you have a bit of time in your hands. Uh, Before everyone arrives, you'll be a lot calmer. Then you'll be able to enjoy your drink with your guests uh, Mm. over Christmas time.
2: And you do a a pile of premixed ones and prepared ones. And you'll be in the the Douglas Market, I think, tomorrow, the last Douglas Market of of the year.
15: Yeah, so we've had a really busy season, thank God. Uh, The people of Cork have really come out in droves um, to support our business. So what we do is we create non-alcoholic cocktail mixers um, that they can be designed so that people can make their own cocktails at home. So let's say if you have, you know, a bottle of gin or if you have a, someone in your family who only drinks vodka, they can bring that to the uh, party. And then with our mixers, then you'll be able to make different cocktails at home. So we've had a fierce, busy Christmas. We also have like a mulled wine kit, uh, which gives you everything to make mulled wine at home. All mm. you need to do is add your red wine over uh, a low heat. Uh, which has been super popular. So yeah, we'll be in Douglas Market tomorrow. Last one of the season. Uh, we're gearing up for it. So it's been brilliant. It's been a great month.
2: What's the story with making the old wine tara? Because I'm very partial to a drop of it. Um, but do you use do you use supermarket plonk or should you actually splash out on a decent bottle?
15: Yeah, so this is actually a question we get a lot, and I would really say that, like, if you are going to make mulled wine at home, look for the most affordable wine in the supermarket. You are going to be adding sugar, such as brown sugar, and spices like cinnamon, clove, cardamom, star So those two elements will actually cut the acidity that you might get in more of a low, um, a lower cost wine. So uh, we always have this joke in my house. A few years ago, that a really nice bottle of Chardonnay came into my house, and I by accident made mulled wine with it. And some of my family members still won't let me forget it every Christmas So definitely if you're making wine No more than maybe 8, nine, 10 euro Would be all oh, you should really? be spending on your bottle of wine for mulled wine Because yeah, you're exactly. going to be putting
2: all the additional flavours into it yeah.
15: Exactly, and um, I would also often, you, uh, you asked earlier about leave, uh, cooking something earlier, great idea at the start of the day to make your mulled wine and just leave it on the stove, maybe even on a low heat, mm. or let the sugar dissolve uh, let it cool down, and then the flavours then will kind of cook away and just uh, infuse uh, with the wine, so when you are serving it, let's say later in the afternoon, it'll be a lovely rich, um, and there'll be a nice sweet flavour with it as well, Beautiful. after sitting on the stove for a few hours.
2: How did you get into this line of work, Tara?
15: Oh, wow. So I um, have always really been in the uh, bar and cocktail industry. Um, I was working in New York for six years um, before COVID hit. So um, I was a bar manager, bartender in New York. And when COVID hit, um, I unfortunately lost my job, uh, but decided I'd come home for the first lockdown, really enjoyed being back home with my family. And then in the meantime, came up with this business idea with my brother, Rory. uh, So The two of us are in business together. Uh, Rory's also was from the hospitality industry. So, the two of us came together. We've been in business uh, two and a half years now um, since, co- since the first lockdown. Brilliant.
2: What's your favourite one to, to make, say, at Christmas Day, to have either before the dinner, after the dinner, whatever? What would be your favourite and how might we throw it together? I'm putting you on the spot now, I know.
15: <laughs> no problem. So my favourite now on Christmas Day, I must say, would be something like a Bailey's espresso martini, something kind of sweet bit of coffee the cream um so the way and it's very simple you can make it at home very easily so you know everyone has a uh, uh, you know a bottle of Bailey somewhere so if you're able to brew some coffee um either there a lot i know some people might have something like an espresso machine or like a cafetiere brew some coffee leave it sit um you want to use it uh when it's room temperature or a little bit chills because if you use the coffee when it's hot it'll uh, dilute uh, the ice, and it will get quite watery quicker. Mm. So, um, it will be a shot of Baileys, a little bit of coffee, uh, throw a bit of ice in, give uh, and a bit of cream, give it a shake in like a jam jar or something like that, and then pour it into a glass, and then if you feel really decadent, maybe a shavings, a little shaving of maybe nutmeg, or a little bit of chocolate on top, and that to me now, you couldn't have it every day, but that to me on Christmas is pure, it's a real treat, pure decadent. <laughs>
2: you, you couldn't have it every day, Tara, cause I can Actually, I can actually imagine the calories chasing their way into my body.
15: <laughs> uh, calories don't exist on Christmas <laughs> no, Day. That's what it's don't. all about. So that's why you have to go all in with the cream and everything like that. you got to treat yourself.
2: <laughs> Your website is fabulous. E. All sorts of ideas there. And you do classes as well, I think.
15: Yeah, so we just started to do cocktail classes in Cork City and we um, host them in our cocktail. We're calling it a cocktail workshop space. Um, it's on Lancaster Quay. So it's just down from Washington Street, so in the centre of town, we've been hosting them all month, um, kind of Christmas themed. So we've had groups of people come in to us, they get mulled wine on arrival, um, and then everything, they make two cocktails during the class. Everything is freshly made. We've got all fresh syrups, juices. They pick up some tips and tricks. Uh, so it's been really great and we hope to carry it on to the new year um, in spring, summer, do a lot of like, Summer uh, themed cocktail classes, maybe have them outdoors, things like that. When the weather yeah, gets yeah, better again,
2: yeah, yeah. And you've got uh, brilliant photographs as well uh, on Instagram, uh, Foxlove Cocktail Company. Happy Christmas to yourself and to Rory and everybody around you, Tara, and continue. Thank success. you, PJ. Take care.
15: Thank you so
2: much. Merry Christmas. Take care. Have a wonderful holiday. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Deirdre and Daisy were on to wish us, uh, all the Opinion Line team, a happy Christmas and a peaceful New Year. Thank you, guys. Tom says, why don't they rename the Moscow Mule the Putin? Uh, I don't think so. Thanks, Tom, and happy Christmas to you. Actually, the Moscow Mule, if it's served right, now, look, I'm dropping names here now, but the missus was out. We were on holidays. And herself and our friend went off out shopping. And as you do, you have to lubricate yourself while you're shopping. And from a rooftop bar, if you don't mind, here's Posh. The Hard Rock Cafe in in Tenerife, it's got this enormous, magnificent rooftop bar. So they went up there and they sent me pictures of themselves with these two Moscow mules. And they're served in the most gorgeous, kind of pewter... Goblets, like you mean, like like they used to drink out of in in Game of Thrones. We've looked for them everywhere, and we can't find them. And we want to get a couple of them for for home. I don't know if anybody has them or knows where I might get them. But they're, they're too they're like the like the drinking goblets from from Game of Thrones. Oh, eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Speaking of stuff I can't get, do you know what I can't get anywhere. And if anybody knows where they've a few boxes left, I'll actually drive there. <laughs> um, I can't lay my hands and uh, Coogan Towers is not complete for Christmas without a tin of, of, of chocolate Kimberly I went out last night to see could I get and they're nowhere to be found and there was of course there was walls built of them two weeks ago and did I say I'd get no a
10: lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend
2: cocktails because i know people would like to whip one up on uh, christmas day and we had foxglove who do it online and teach you and go to the markets and all this but into two of the biggest places in the city a new brand new place uh, paladar opened earlier this year and also cask Uh, andy ferrera joins me hey andy how are you doing happy christmas buddy hey pj how are you man happy christmas um now eggnog
7: yeah, eggnog. It's a, it's a funny one. It's one that kind of comes around um, primarily at, at Christmas, I suppose. Um, a very underrated drink. It's kind of from a family of drinks called a flip. So a flip would be a, a drink that has a whole egg in it, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it might sound a bit a bit, uh, a bit nasty, but it's actually delicious. It gives the drink a lovely kind of creamy, creamy texture and mouthfeel. Um, and yeah, an eggnog is a drink that comes back from, it's from the kind of 14th century. It's... Um, the history would have been sort of hot hot milk, and they used to curdle it with ale, right. um, and then gradually over time they, they used to add eggs to it, but I suppose eggs in the 14th century were a bit of a luxury. So, um, like a lot of old classic cocktails steeped in history, um, but it's it's a lovely drink that you can pre-prepare, yeah. um, hot milk, spices, all those kind of similar or familiar um Christmas Christmas spices, that we all kind of know know and love you know nutmeg and cloves and all those, mm. and then you can just do a kind of lovely base of your own of your own spirit of your of your choice, so you could do um my preference would be a mixture of bourbon and rum, mm. so two lovely kind of natural sweet spirits yeah, um and it's just it's really just a case of um infusing the milk with the cream, you'd add your cinnamon and nutmeg and vanilla, and then just leave it leave it sit. and then over time you'll you'll add your, add your spirits. And then the trick is at the end, you you kind of separate some eggs and you whip the egg white and then you, you kind of fold um, the egg white into the drink just before serving it. So, yeah. again, lovely sharing punch, a little bit of nutmeg on top. Do you, do
2: you serve it hot or cold? Uh, cold. Right. Yeah, cold. Yeah. Now, you've had a great start in in Paladar. Yeah. Show. It's been brilliant for you.
7: Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's been nice. Um nice so to kinda of offer something a bit different as well, you know. So um yeah, no, we're we're delighted, we, we love we're happy. We're happy how it started. Mm-hmm.
2: and are you still back and forth between there and cask or are you gone from cask now?
7: Yeah, I know I'm still in cask as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I've I've a
7: I've a great manager in, in each bar, so it's just a case yeah. of me sort of supporting them and, and, and um
2: and and being in both really, you know. Are Cork people fond of their cocktails? Is it a kind of a short half a dozen list or are they adventurous, Andy?
7: Uh, I know we found that they're they're very adventurous and again look, this has been kind of going on I suppose look, I worked in, in Long Island 15, 16 years oh, ago in Washington which was one of the first kind of I mean we won best cocktail bar in Ireland a couple of years in a row and I suppose it was the first kind of bar in Cork to really introduce um, the Cork punter to cocktails done, done really well mm. um, and even then back 15 years ago we were finding that you know as a bar you're the one that can control how adventurous you want the customer to be you know if you want to make them just simple classics that's what they'll drink but um, if you can offer them something else they'll, they'll, they'll go for it you know I mean our drinks in cask would be I would say they're pretty they're pretty out there you know and and um, and we sell vast numbers of them or else we wouldn't we wouldn't be in yeah. business to be honest what, to say, what's, you know?
2: what's so, the Cork favourite I mean I dude, first of all do do many men drink cocktails or is it nearly all women who drink them
7: no there's a lot there's a lot of men drink cocktails as well yeah mm. um, the Cork favourite I mean look the, the classics like the, the Porn Star and Express and Martini and Whiskey Sours are unquestionably very very popular but I think old fashions are a drink that um, that a lot of a lot of men order as well and and, and women as well Mm. Um, there's less of a differentiation between between the two Um, yeah I don't know I mean I just I know from the sales that they definitely are drinking them you know yeah yeah,
2: Yeah. they are yeah so give me the eggnog give me one more cocktail that we might whip up on, on Christmas day to shall we say Andy surprise people but maybe not lay them out flat (laughs)
7: <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose a lot of the kind of like the mulled wine that you were talking about earlier is is, is a great drink. So a lot of like traditional um, does that class what?
2: as a cocktail? It does. I beg your pardon? Does that yeah, class as a cocktail? Yeah
7: yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got alcohol in it and it's got lots of different ingredients. So I, I would class it as a cocktail. Um, I think apérol spritz is a drink that's hugely popular in in um, well, all around the world. Really, in the summer. But there's a lovely variation of that you can do as a as a winter version where you still have apérol or an aperitif as the base, and you could add a little bit of um, add some orange juice or some apple juice, um, and just heat it up slightly as well. That's wonderful. One one drink that I love doing is actually just getting a really nice bottle and putting it in the freezer. Um, get a get a bunch of really nice grapes, put that in the freezer, um, get some nice chocolate, and then just as a sort of like dessert sort of time of, of the of the day just take out your, your frozen grapes your chocolate smash up your chocolates you've got lots of different chocolate pieces mm. and then just serve a straight up spirit like I mean I, I personally would love puccine I think puccine works really well um, Angie! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah so or, we, or even limoncello or grappa or something like that so again you're not having a you're just having a little shot of it but <laughs> that mixed with a frozen grape which is melt very very quickly in yeah. your mouth it's almost like a sorbet without any of the hassle you know what I mean so um, that's
2: I mean that's quite 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 um, quite notiony. That sounds so that sounds so cool. Andy, happy Christmas to everyone in Paladar and everybody at Cask and to you and your staff and thank you for being with us a couple of times throughout the course of the year on the opinion line. Right, it's time for the there's Kimberly biscuits out in Duns and Bishops out. I may be out there very soon. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. That's peace on earth, little drummer boy. Uh, Morris says if I'm stuck. For me, Kimberly, she'll give me a tin out of her larder. Maura, thank you. But I think I'll be all right. I'm getting a couple of people texting me and messaging to me that they're out there to be had. Uh, Eugene says, thanks to PJ and the team. And not forgetting the subs that come in to work with you from time to time. Can you play Home from the Sea? Oh, God, I would so love to play that, Eugene, but it's buried so far into the system, that wonderful Phil Coulter song. And Phil, I think, played it in Ballymaloo. Uh, earlier this month, and he's done it again. Up in where are we going? He's done up in, in uh, Charleville, I think, towards the end of the month on his 80th birthday tour. Uh, so, yeah, he does. He wrote that "Home from the Sea." But you remind me again, Eugene, of someone to write down on my list, and that's the lifeboats who were on standby and on call on Christmas Day thank you for that Access All Areas on Cork's 96FM
16: Your guide to
5: nightlife on
16: Leaside
4: Hi it's Michael with an update on Cork's entertainment Jenny Green has announced the next chapter in her dance collaboration with the RTE Concert Orchestra bringing new sonic, visual, acoustic electronic dance music to live at the marquee next summer The show takes place on Friday June 23rd Access All Areas The Year of the Hiker from Hunter's Moon Theatre is a drama of love, bitterness, jealousy, selfishness, pride and reconciliation. One of John B. Keane's most poignant plays, it comes to the Everyman Theatre in the New Year for one night only on Tuesday, January 24th. Access All Areas. You can contact us here at Access All Areas if you have a show, play or exhibition coming up or any live streaming events by emailing us at aaa at 96fm.ie.
6: Access
10: all
6: areas. Your guide to nightlife on side On Cork's 96FM. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan.
10: Call us now. 0818
2: 96 96 96. On Cork's 96FM. Another group of work. apparently there's a staff on the port of Cork on Christmas Day looking after essential business. So they go on the list of people who will be working... I'm going to be very busy Christmas morning over on Cork's miss between 7 and 10, uh, wishing everybody who's working a happy day. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole list again, but if you do know of anybody who'll be working Christmas Day that you want to mention on that programme on... Christmas morning or indeed anybody who can't get home and will be listening overseas that you want to play a tune for them. PJ at 96fm.ie, PJ at 96fm.ie, but get it in to me before 6 this evening and I'll take care of it Sunday. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six on Monday, Carrigaline. I lived in Carrigaline for 10 years and I have great affection for the place, as you know. But one of the busiest days of the year, one of the most colourful days of the year, one of the maddest days of the year in Carrigal line, is St Stephen's Day, because it's the day of the ran. Barry Cogan, how are you?
1: Very good, uh, PJ, and yourself?
2: I'm very good, my old pal. All yeah. set up for the festival again?
1: We are all set up. We, all, the, all the boxes are ticked at the moment now. All we want is a fine morning and a big crowd we have musicians and, and uh, straw boys and everything lined up
2: mm. What's the yep. history of the RAN?
1: Well we started way back about 35, 6, 7 years ago the memory is fading we started with the, the Grail School Yeah <coughs> We we played down the helm for, for 13 weeks doing fundraising uh, Irish trad nights in aid of the of the Grail School It was just asking about that time mm. And uh, then one of the lads, uh, Don Martin, in the Larkmere he said that we had the makings of a end. so we started, and we got uh, Jim Kelly lorry, and we he put on. was working hard the night before, and I got with the back, got a fistful of of uh, slack and black in my face, and trying to of off the court, and down we went, and that was we had musicians <laughs> up in the lorry, and. That was the crack way back, you know. But do today, they do you know, they still you know.
2: sing the old verse? I'll bring in Michael Denine at this stage. He's the straw man down there with the rainbows. How are Michael? The he's do, the do, do they still sing the song, the Rand, the Rand, King of All Boards? What's the history of that? lads? Michael. Well, the, the,
4: the, the, it would have been it would have been uh, an original song. I mean, if you look down through the 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 long verses, they talk about killing All and Carrick Tone and things like that. So. Uh, I can only presume it it, it started off around the uh, around the uh, Tipperary countryside, but um, the poor old Ran anyway. Hopefully the Ryan didn't get the battery that that, that the song made out that that he was have got. But I think he was just he was just uh,
2: larded by 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 all. Mm-hmm. Everyone and, gathers. Uh, I remember the old days. Everyone used to gather in rosies um, Yeah, that's well, right. the the tradition there was that the, the the South Union Hunt met outside
1: roses, and they were. Treated to hot toddies, and um, <clears throat> that went on for hon- hundreds of years. Mm. They meet there about 225 years meeting there now. I think you know. Mm. So the to the 37 years ago that the rent started, and mm. you know we still will meet up at the hunt. That's all. we all work together, yeah. and we have the, the strawberries. Michael is involved in the straw boys we live the traditional musicians, Douglas Coltas. Are, uh, the main musicians group, but we have uh, a couple of lads in from America, Martin, is home from America.
2: Is he now? Uh, he is, I he was isn't. going to ask you that. I, I should tell people that don't know, the, the, Kogans or the Kogans are a musical family. There's about 40 of you, <laughs> I think, uh, last time I looked. In our,
1: in our own 40. <laughs> and, and Eamon is home as well. Eamon does a lot of uh, uh, ke- uh, compare at our uh, at the festivals throughout the Midwest in America yes. he is yes. much sought after, and we'll have a, a, a special guest artist, Donny Call of *Finnegan's Wake*. He'll be here, but he's home as well. So we are That's right. Yeah, we'll have a mighty day all together, and uh, they're all playing together and uh, to be all in the end of charity of course you know, mm. where,
2: yeah what charity we, do you raise the funds we, for we are
1: Baron? collecting for Marymount and this year we're doing for a naval Ireland, Ireland as well because Trish Conroy or Colt Conroy or our Colt, um Tara her daughter uh, is uh, a <laughs> in In Able Ireland in look after a right? wheelchair Thank and we,
2: we all we're, we're all fundraising for that we Harry, were Harry Wenzier, fun, yeah, A great place yeah. to come out for, for fundraisers and Marymount is a particular favourite for everybody but yes. so is Enable Able Ireland Michael you're encouraging everyone don't put on your colours and come down
4: Absolutely absolutely I mean it's, it's it's as Barry said it's something that's gone on for 37 years it's it's a great way to, to to shake off the cobwebs. The children love it; mm. they love getting their photographs taken with the buys and the straw buys. Mm. Um And it's very important. When Barry was talking about the, the, the charitable side of it, there's every single cent goes to charity. Yes. There is nothing else. And I mean, the, the the hard work that that Barry puts in and his family puts in as well is it's it's all done. It's all done free of charge. The barriers, the people that supply the lorries. Uh, we're, we're very grateful to people like that mm. because because without them we wouldn't be able to do it. And I suppose the fact that it hasn't gone on for for three years yes, left a huge we, void. We, we, weren't, and, and we weren't
2: able to do it the last couple of years.
4: N- not at all. And and you see, we in that period of time we've lost. God love us, our, our, our Piper, John Crowley, uh Tim O'Leary, who worked very very well with Barry in organising it over the years, and uh, John Reynolds. I mean. People like that leave fierce voids within within cultist groups and and just right. family groups and uh, I suppose we
2: have to remember all of them as well yeah. at this time. Yeah. Barry, cultists and the whole cultist movement, in which you're involved all of your life, it's a huge movement. It is
1: really. I, I was at the, the the convention out in Macroom last Monday night, and I'm a, a president of the county board. So back to Douglas, we have about 400, 400 members, and we have 300 uh, musicians. Wow. Last last night, we were up in Cork Airport to do a, a little bit, and we were collecting for Enable Ireland there, again, we were playing music. Now, all the planes were delayed by an hour and a half, and Neil, Mc, Neil McCarthy, the general manager, mm. asked, if we were kindly stand and play a little bit longer, mm. so I said we'd have difficulty in stopping them. There were thirty-three musicians there, jet What? And at half past ten, they were stood down by Neil McCarthy. He said, "Listen, Edge, we better stop." <laughs> My God,
2: thirty-three <laughs> three, of you there. Three,
1: three, three and a half hours. It was, it was a marathon. Fantastic. And uh, they, we, we got to, they, some of the. I tell you. The, the response from people passing through was unbelievable, and the people waiting for uh, family and friends to come home. Yeah. And one girl that arrived from God knows I don't know where she came from, but she opened her little uh, case, got out her silver flute, and sat in with the crew and played away a few
2: tunes. Mm. It made her Christmas. Indeed, she here's a mem- here's a memory, Barry. Um, Bridget, oh she's there is she, where is she going, we'll, we'll bring her up in a second is she, we try, release that to be there so, it, Bridget, hello Bridget, Bridget Kelleher hello, how are you doing
17: I'm fine my love and you,
2: good, you have a memory for us,
17: I have a big lovely memory
2: who's that now
17: yeah, the, the, when, when we were small no I'm 17, you know, we, were, we were reared in Lane. Yeah, and um, I was just asking my brother there and he said, that, would Barry remember, when Jack O'Hearn Used
2: to be up in the donkey playing the guitar. The bold and Jack, that was, was Jack,
1: that Jack from the bike shop. That's yeah. A, uh, yeah. Jack was. He was a mighty entertainer. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Uh, I know him as a, as we all grew up together. But Jack, we uh, we because had a first cousin Francis, I ago, course,
17: used to you know walk with uh,
1: sure, the rent His mother, his mother before, I'm sure. A lot above, she was great. Fancy dresses, we used to fancy dresses in Carrigaline, and they would all dress up. And sure, she was a star. I remember going up in our house one night, and one morning, one day we were we were doing a bit of development and, and we all got into. Um, there was a, a fashion show in Carrigaline at uh, a carnival. We didn't call yeah. them festivals and all that time, but we we all dressed up and we mimicked. A fashion show, and Jack yeah. was dressed up. Yeah,
2: they were. They were, and, they were uh, all. I, I knew. I knew Jack through through the Lions Club. Uh, but he was. They're, they're asking me here, what 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 was he? Jack could he he sold and fixed bikes, I think for for a living, and he, he played he, a bit he, of music. He, but yeah, he'd, get, he'd get stuck in ten thing, wouldn't he, Les? Oh yeah.
1: Well, he he, worked oh, he in towards his, his, uh, his, uh, He wanted close for a lifetime, you know. That's but right. he played. He played with us in the Ona show band uh, for for the years, you know, and, yeah. uh, he was a great character. He's still uh, he's still going strong, and uh, he's uh, he's uh, he's still playing music at home, and he loves it. That's part of his life, you know. Yeah. He's great. He's great, mighty man. Yeah, uh, de- 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 he was a great sight. Is uh, he still uh, with he's, us? Is he still with oh, us? Oh, Jack, Jack is alive and kicking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm
6: delighted to hear yeah, that. Yeah.
1: And uh, he was a, an All Ireland champion so cyclist. You know, he was. He was. Uh, Athletic right. He used he to do
2: the the Lions to... Club Classic, and he'd oh, fly he past did. you on the road.
1: That's right. Yeah, he going down to Killarney that time when that right. started. Yeah. Brilliant, like, brilliant. Do I, well,
2: uh, I do well. I, in yeah. fact, yeah. I, as I say, Barry, and I'm showing I'm showing my time living in Kerry Line now. I, he was. I, I'm delighted to hear that he's still Hale and hearty. I oh, really, he fantastic, is, yeah. is, fantastic. Yeah. There's yeah. a story here. Actually, they're telling me the, the legend of of the ran here. Finbar Bevan was on. He said, when we were growing up, we were told that during the revolution of 1798, a man was inside in the bushes and well hidden, and the troops passed by him and didn't see him. But then a wren flew out of the bush and the troops turned back, saw the man, and shot him dead. That's the wren story that yeah, they are I, think,
1: I think it goes way back beyond that. I think it was in St. Stephen's time. I think it's way, way back when uh, um, Stephen was hiding from the they when the Catholic when the, the, the Christians, the first Christians and yeah. that that's a way back and that's the that's the you know, it's biblically feel like
2: it's way back, you know. Yeah.
1: Well it's before it's before my time anyway.
2: <laughs> Stephen's morning in Carrigaline Main Street, about eleven o'clock. Come along where your brightest is about eleven
1: o'clock and there will be uh, the, the Main Street retours from the Bridge down, and there will be diversions in um in in action, but uh, look, that's not a big problem because we've been all Western relief fraud. PJ, you not know, to travel it or not. This I
2: haven't, but I'm hearing all about magic. it. At, at long
1: last, it's magic. magic. Yeah, we, we were talking about it fifty years ago. You know, in just magic, you know. <laughs> but Look, saw. all good things come. Well, to PJ, PJ, but PJ, yeah. PJ, just
4: to remind people yes. in this cash in this cashless society make sure that they put a couple of euro into their pocket when
2: they come down as well, so that we can extract from them. That's a very good, that's a very good point. Listen, Michael Deneen and uh, Bridget Kelleher and the great Barry Cogan, thank you so much um, for that. I, as I said, I lived 10 happy years in Carrigaline. I loved that place. I still do love that place and great to hear that uh, Jack Ahern uh, is, is still alive and well. Linda, you have memories of, uh, where is she at? Ditch those ones and bring Linda in on line three. And there we go. Hello, Linda. I must must have dropped under there, guys. Whatever. oh, Oh, we have a special Christmas message, do we? Special Christmas message. Hello, old stocks. Reggie here in my
14: 5.4 million euro mansion on the Black Rock Road. Come here, I'd like to wish all the listeners a fantastically happy Christmas and a prosperous new year. I particularly hope PJ Coogan has a prosperous new year because the man could do with the money and then maybe he could move out from Douglas and go up the ladder a bit. Speaking of going up the ladder, if, he, if you had a few quid left, he could buy a ticket for my new show, Reggie's Guide to Social Climbing, which is starting in the Everyman Theatre early March. Great Christmas present if it's not still too late. Hope to see PJ there and hope to
2: see you all there. And guys, season's greetings, old stocks. Cut you, Messer <laughs> Reggie. Thanks, Reggie. Thanks, Pat. And uh, been a guest on the show during the year, and look forward to seeing his new show in the new year. Oh eight one eight ninety six, <laughs> Messer. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Right, Linda, you're there now.
16: Hi, yes, oh. I am. How are you, people? How
2: are you? The Black Rock ran. Is it only
16: yes. new? It's very new. We just struck out last year. Um, we'd be all involved with. Douglas Kjoltis, and um, Barry told you all about that. Mm. And some of us who couldn't make it to Carrigaline decided to um, to start an offshoot up in Blackrock. So we've been playing on the pier in the summer evenings oh, on beautiful, Thursdays. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, it started during COVID, socially distancing, and we kept going last year. And then we just got the notion, look, why don't we just do a bring a seat ran session on the pier in... Um, on Stevens' day, so we have a few old, uh, myself and my husband, William Hammond, from Cork Folk Festival. Oh, I know William. Have, yeah. We'd have some of the old headdresses that we made with Timmy de Brich years and years oh, ago. Good and, old Timmy. Uh, We used to do the Red Abbey Wren around Douglas Street and Barrick Street when mm. with Pat Sheridan and a whole gang. And uh, mm. so we dug them out from the garden shed, way down the back of the shed, dusted them off. Um, put some new ribbons on them and we headed down to Blackrock last year on Stephens' Day. So um, yeah, we're ready again this year we'll be down there at 12 noon on the pier yeah. in Blackrock on Stephens' Day. I
2: forgot to uh, ask Barry and the yeah. lads this, is, is the Wren something that is now uniquely Corker? or is it still done around the country?
16: Oh no, it's, it's very much done around the country. It would be strong in places uh, up north and down around Wix Wexford but up north now there'd be certain areas where um, they'd have they'd really go in for the headdresses in a big way and in Kerry as well of course um, it would be big there. Mm. I can't speak for the west coast but I'm sure there are traces of it there. Um, you'd have it, it would, I mean it would have been something as simple as kids going around with soot on their faces and a drum and, and a couple of penny whistles right up to adults um crafting beautiful headdresses with um with rushes and straw yeah. and of course it's also um ties in with um the biddies uh, on the 1st of February you'd have biddies, uh, yeah. biddy balls and with again amazing headdresses to celebrate the um the the coming of spring mm-hmm. so uh, the Wren is sort of a precursor of that and it's a midwinter celebration I yeah, suppose, like yeah. Christmas originally was
2: Absolutely loaded loaded with tradition, so from 12 o'clock on yep. Stephens' day down the pier and is it an organ, you know the way people arrive, The great one of the great things about an Irish music yes. session is anybody yes. can arrive with a fiddle or a, bo- or a boron or
16: Totally, or even a pair of dancing shoes because uh, we'd often have set dancers on the pier in the summer at our sessions so uh, there might even be a few dancers. All welcome. Um, even Reggie can come down and <laughs> say a few words, if you like. <laughs> I'm never a man to be stuck for words, I'm No, sure.
2: no, as long as he puts some clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, thank you, and happy Christmas to everyone involved in Blackrock Cultist. They'll be doing the, the Rans, or the RAN on Stephen's Day at 12 o'clock noon for a couple of hours. Right. Can you imagine... Reggie. Like, can you just imagine that? Sad little notice here, and we just want to do it for you, because the, the day in it is... PJ, would you please say Happy Christmas to all of the nurses at the CUH ward, the Children's Ward. I lost my son Dunwich in October, and I can't thank the nurses enough for all of their help. Well, from one parent to another, whoever you are, you don't leave your name, but it's going to be one tough Christmas and we'll be thinking of you uh, over the next couple of days and to anybody I guess who lost people during the year but particularly to people who might have lost a child uh, we know it's it's a hard few days and to hear us all being happy and full of the joys of Christmas it can be tough but you're in our hearts uh, over the next few days um, speaking of young people being in our hearts she, she's at it again She's had 300,000 hits already. We'll be back talking to Emma Sophia and her mam after 11.
15: The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call
2: 0818 96 96 96.
10: Text or WhatsApp 083 396 Email opinion at 96fm.ie.
6: The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan.
10: On Cork's 96FM.
2: 0818 96, 96, 96 the number. The text to WhatsApp is 083 396 96, 96 And the email is opinion at 96fm.ie. Thank you for their kind words. Uh, Councillor Joe Kavanagh former Lord Mayor, uh, wishing PJ, Fergal, Emer and all the wonderful team at 96FM a happy Christmas and a peaceful, prosperous and healthy new year. Many thanks for all you do for our wonderful city, highlighting issues that are so important to people in their daily lives. Thank you for making a positive difference. And thank you very much for your kind words, Joe. And the best to yourself and Stephanie and the family. Now, I said she's at it again. She is at it again. She's hit another 300,000 views already. another video uh, making huge grounds on YouTube for little Emma Sophia. Mary!
0: Hi PJ, how, how are you? Happy she Christmas. Just,
2: happy Christmas to you. Remind us again, when the, this all started during lockdown, didn't it?
0: It all started during lockdown. Yeah, we posted a video of um, Ireland's call whenever she was three, with a message at the end um, to tell everybody to wash their hands, and that we have we have it in our hands. Um, so um, yeah, it all started from that, and then we made a little Emma Sophia show during lockdown, and she put up a new song every week for eight weeks, mm. and um, then we then the Danny Boy video was really worth kind of catapulted with like three point something million views. <laughs>
2: so it was... Incredible, from all over so, the world. Yeah, it was just.
0: Been- yeah, we've just been keeping it going and it's um, it's actually a lovely family activity and we're just enjoying it. So, yeah.
2: who, who does the videos?
0: <laughs> um, Fint and my husband does the videos, I do the music and Emma does the singing and yeah, so it's a family affair. <laughs> yeah,
2: you made this one. You go to Connemara for this one, I think,
0: didn't you? We did, yeah. It's uh, Dan O'Hara's cottage in Connemara near Clifton. Um, it's very interesting history to it. It's a pre-famine cottage. And Dan O'Hara, he was an evicted um, tenant farmer. So he emigrated to New York with his family. And unfortunately, he lost most of them on the the coffin ship. And whenever he got to New York, the wonderful life that he had hoped to live, he ended up on the street selling matches. So a relative took over the cottage in recent years and turned it into um, a cultural center and heritage center and uh, so it's a really fascinating place and we just thought that it would kind of bring Silent Night back to its roots and Fabulous. back to what the song was really about So, Fabulous.
2: is the yeah. star of the show there with you?
0: She certainly is Yeah,
2: <laughs> Emma, Sophia
0: Hi, P- Hi PJ
2: How are you?
5: Great
2: Every time we talk, you're a bigger star I'm going to need to make an appointment soon Thank you. <laughs> you Did you like doing the video? You love doing the videos, don't you? When did you do it? Yeah, I really
10: love it. Yeah.
2: When did you do it? Last month? A few weeks a, a ago. A few weeks ago, yeah. Up in Connemara. And the, it's beautiful song Silent Night and singing it in Irish is even is even nicer. Is that one of your favourite Christmas songs?
0: Hello? I love her good is, she's actually she's going to be putting up a little video today oh, she's lost her two front teeth so she's going to be doing all I want for Christmas is my two front <laughs> teeth so Maybe, she's enjoying that well, one that's one, thing, that's
2: one thing Santa <laughs> can't bring to her but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> alright well listen we look forward to that Emma Sophia and Mary and Fintan and the whole family and for the lovely entertainment that you give uh, regularly um, happy Christmas and thank you and uh, just google Emma Sophia and the videos will come up like Millions of millions of views of that little girl singing her little songs and doing the videos. It's just it's just cute, and it's Christmas, and it's silent night. So we said we'd check in. Thanks for that. Down to West Cork, we we were talking here a couple of weeks ago about this. James Casey from Casey's Bar in Kilty, a free Christmas dinner, call in and collect anyone who needs one morning.
18: Hi, PJ. How are you? Good. This is a
2: wonderful gesture you're doing.
18: Yeah. yeah, it's just something small, just to kind of help anyone at all that we can. Really, we're kind of doing it since 2015, Christmas 2015, nice. and we've been doing it every year since. So normally, it was just uh, the people living alone. You know, as you can imagine, does someone living alone is not going to go the trouble of cooking a, a turkey and a ham just for themselves on Christmas Day? Mm. So it's just something to brighten up their day and you know, to have an old traditional dinner on the day just to kind of mark the occasion and maybe making that so so lonely. Mm-hmm. But this year then, we kind of extended it a small bit. We kind of did it for anyone living alone and anyone that might be in need, especially the year that we had and everything going on. Sure. So hopefully that we can help as many people as we can out there mm-hmm. um, so, know, are, you are you cooking tomorrow, so or the way it works will be cooking? Um, all the chefs are on uh, duty tomorrow, so they've all um, they're all come in and they have no issue. They're very helpful; to, they're very uh, helpful and um, willing to help. Good. So, if any time from twelve o'clock tomorrow and nine o'clock tomorrow night, tomorrow evening, come on way in. Within ten minutes, we'll have your dinner packed up. Um, whether it is one dinner, two dinners, three dinners, or how many ever you want, we'll have it already within ten minutes, bagged up, confidential and private, and no one will know whether or which. James, it's an extraordinary
2: gesture. It's a wonderful um, gesture. Thought, it's just who supplies more. all the food? I mean,
5: do you?
18: So we um, supply it. We it is all our own back. But this year, MPO um, Sullivan, their cash and carries have kind of um, donated turkeys and stuff. So they've been really, really good. Mm-hmm. And also, all fresh wholesalers
2: have um, given us vegetables and stuff as well. So um, they've been very generous that way. All right, yeah, well, the, the good, the good people at M and p O'Sullivan, Owen, and before him, his late dad James, who was a dear, dear friend. Good people, always, yeah. always giving, always good people. James, you're you're doing a wonderful thing down there, and and it's fantastic. And I hope that. We're, and are you open for say Stephen's night? Then after Christmas, as normal. Yeah, we'll be opening it normal then again. Entertainment and stuff like that? Uh, Yeah, entertainment every night over Christmas. Well, I hope, I hope that you're wedged out the door for people because you deserve it. You deserve it after what you're doing. Something small just to give back, I suppose, to the people that's in need. All right, James, listen, happy Christmas to you and your staff and everyone connected to Casey's Bar in Clonacilty. Free Christmas dinner for anyone who would like one. That's absolutely (laughs) marvellous.
5: Can we just
6: talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now
15: 0818
2: 96, 96, 96. On Courts 96 FM. Let's actually find out a bit more about that in Shadani Swim on Christmas morning, which was mentioned there in the community diary. Laurie Hayes. Laurie.
19: Hi, PJ. How are you?
2: Good. All preparations in place, everything ready to rock.
19: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all busy now, all getting ready.
2: What's the weather forecast and what will the tide be like, do you know?
19: Um, I actually haven't looked at the tide, but it's saying that it's supposed to be dry from 6 a.m. onwards, so hopefully.
2: Hopefully, hopefully. (laughs) And sure, lower lower high tide in Chidani is a gorgeous place. Now, it's a gorgeous place for a swim in July, Laurie, (laughs) but I've never tried it on Christmas morning. (laughs)
19: <laughs> yeah, um, I only tried it for the first time actually last year. It was the first year, and um, I've been telling everyone anyway this year that you. I, I don't even remember how cold the water was. <laughs> it it was just such a thrill, like the the atmosphere and everything. You don't even think about the cold water. It's brilliant. Yeah,
2: now it's all in aid of. It's called the Dunmanway Christmas Swim because it's the Dunmanway yeah. Day Unit.
19: Yeah, yeah. So in CUH the you, the cancer unit in CUH was named after De because of the Christmas swim because we raised so many so much funds right. um over the years for it because all all donations from every swim have gone to it. I think we've raised over like 300 300,000 I think yes. in total in in um yeah in oh 24 years. Oh my goodness. Do you hear yeah. that
2: downstairs lads? Do you hear that downstairs?
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah.
2: And, and already before anyone even dips a toe in the freezing yeah. water, you've got yeah. over three thousand raised this year.
19: No, 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 sorry, in total over 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 the over the amount of swims that we've had. Oh I know in the yeah. last
2: But you yeah, yeah. this year already. Oh, yeah, yeah. This year already yeah. you're over three thousand. And yeah, there's yeah, a GoFundMe yeah. up there and people can donate right now. Yeah. And can can they donate on the day?
19: Yeah, yeah, we'll have um we'll have buckets at on the day, and the donation link will be there for a few weeks after the swim as well. So it's very easy to, to mm. donate it as well.
2: And about how many people yeah. will take part, Laurie?
19: Um, last year I think we had around eighty swimmers in total, but we're hoping for a bit more because you know COVID last year was mm. quite um there at the, at that time, so a lot of people couldn't go. Like I know. My family, for one, like a few of us had COVID, so not all of us could make it. Um, but yeah, I'm like we're hoping that like this is kind of the first Christmas without it for the last few years, mm. so that we'll have a big number. So hopefully,
2: that's good. hopefully, in half yeah. of West Cork, we'll head down towards yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and afterwards, yeah. then did you just? I don't suppose you just come out and go straight home, or there's goodies? Um,
19: yeah there's there's hot drinks provided and a bit of crack and you know it's really nice to just see everyone Christmas morning you know it's been so weird with the last few years yeah. that like even even like families have been kind of separated because of COVID and mm. like my my first year was last year and it was just so nice to see m- my own family and different people who are affected by the cancer unit you know everyone everyone has their own story and it's really nice to see everyone Christmas morning you know it's Everyone's there for the same reason and to raise money for the same cause. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, listen. Congratulations in advance. First of all, on the work you've done up to now with that incredible amount uh, raised, and here's hoping that it goes really well. But Christmas in West Cork, other than, other than, uh, the swim, what's the best thing about Christmas in in West Cork?
19: Um. God. I suppose having everyone home. Everyone loves to come home to West Cork for Christmas, mm. so it's nice to see everyone around.
2: And I guess the last two Christmases was really hard, particularly 2020 when no one went yeah. anywhere. And even last year, people were a bit reticent, you know?
19: Yeah, no, it's was. it it's been really weird, but hopefully now this Christmas it'll be fine. Mm. And with, everything with, will be back to normal.
2: With, with preparing for the swim and getting everything ready, have you have you everything done? Are you sorted, like, yourself?
19: Um, yeah, so we actually got... Um, sponsored t-shirts from some local companies this year Mm. Um, Kyohan's Ready Mix, Callahan's Brothers and Buckley Financial donated money so that we could all get t-shirts so they arrived yesterday and they look fab so we'll be able to give all the swimmers a t-shirt and get a nice picture of everyone together and then we're getting the cooking ready of the soup um, just the hot drinks, we're all preparations for that and the signs will be going down in the morning and yeah no, it's, it's all coming together now We've a great, we've a great crew anyway, so it's great. it's brilliant.
2: Well, here's to the huge success of your swim on Christmas morning. Here's hope for the the weather holes, and you'll have a fair tide down at Inchidani half ten for an eleven o'clock swim on Christmas morning. Thanks Laurie and happy Christmas to everybody down in that beautiful beautiful part of the world. Now that's one charity effort, another charity effort. uh, We had a quick chat with Derek O'Keefe at the start of December and Derek drives a taxi. He's been on the show a few times with various issues relating to being a taxi driver but they'd come up with an idea to raise some money for a wonderful, wonderful charity. Uh, It's gone well Derek. Morning. Good morning, PJ, and uh, happy Christmas to you. And to you and all your, your colleagues on the road. Now, go through the idea you had before you tell me how much that you, you guys have made.
13: At the start of December, uh, the taxi drivers of Cork, we came together and we said we'd like to do something for a Cork charity uh, for Christmas. And we came up with the idea of the Cork City Hospital Children's Club because of the amazing work they do for the children in Cork. And it's it, it such a deserving cause. So we spread the net out and we reached out to all drivers in the city um, and some businesses. Mm. And we asked, please, is there any way that you can help us by helping the Cork City Hospital Children's Club? And they did, PJ. And mm. the drivers came in. In their numbers, um, it's it's just huge kindness from the taxi drivers of Cork, mm. um, and, and it's a it's
2: a great result. Will you will you tell us, or will I say how much you raised? Go on, you you can tell them. Three thousand eight hundred and seventy-five euro. That that is man, magnificent. Mm, thank I mean, you, PJ. Magnificent. I mean that that will when you look at it, you do the calculations of it. That will almost put one kid on that plane. To Euro Disney,
13: yeah, and they will change their life and give them a bit of hope, and yeah. you know it's uh, it's a great feeling, and yeah. it's been a pleasure to be a part of
2: making it happen. And I know that it, like, just like I am, when you are older, but you're a daddy yourself. You, you know, you hate to think of anything wrong with your kids. Yeah, ex- exactly,
13: and you'll do your best, and you'll you'll try and make a difference, mm-hmm. um, in the best way you can, but. You know this is all the taxi drivers um that came together yeah. to make this happen but B- Bobby and the team came th- came good for you, didn't they absolutely um Bobby went down to the train station and he made sure everyone donated there with people up in the airport mm. um in fairness, the guy. not I, a
2: fellow you say no to. Like that's the thing. No, you
13: wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he's listening and laughing now. Oh yeah, Bobby!
2: Happy Christmas! I, it's it, it's the busiest time of the year, isn't it, Derek? You, you know, you take Christmas Day off, being at home with family, but everyone's flat out as your busiest time. Yeah,
13: we're just going nonstop and um, looking at my own colleagues. The effort they put in, PJ, is incredible. Mm. People on the street don't see us, but the time and the effort and the extra hours they put in is absolutely enormous. But we do this for the very simple reason, because we want to look after our customers. We want to do our best to make mm. sure people get home and things like that. So, you know, it's a group effort. We all come together, and then in January, we'll have a little break first, ourselves
2: and relax. But, yeah,
13: team effort and let's look after the people as best we can.
2: Yeah, I had a uh, a taxi there a couple of Christmases ago and the chap said to me, he said it was the busiest day of the year but it was one of his favourites. He'd finish about four and go for the dinner but he was he, he was up on the roads from about 6am, hospitals and nursing homes and cemeteries to visit loved, loved ones' graves and things like that. It's, it's, a, it's a unique... Have you ever worked it, Derek? I have indeed. Yeah.
13: Um, I've worked it a few times. And a lot of the work, too, as you just said, it's bringing people to the graveyard, PJ. And the other one as well, which is a hard one, which people might think of, it's collecting people from nursing homes and bringing them back to the nursing home after they spent a day with the family. Mm, mm. Uh, It's bringing people to hospitals to see people and loved ones on Christmas Day so they won't be alone. Mm. Um, It's an emotional day, then. It, does, it, it plays on the heartstrings a bit and you come home at the end of the day, but the good thing is, you know, you've made a difference. You know, yeah. you've given your Christmas Day and a lot of our colleagues around the city will do that, <clears throat> pardon me. And, you know, it's a way to give back again.
2: Yeah. So. And uh, what's, what's your own particular favourite thing about Christmas in Cork? I mean, you're looking at our beautiful city from that unique angle, every corner of it you've seen. What's your favourite part of it?
13: At Christmas for me, it's it's the magical feeling you get. I've been up in Cork Airport a few times yeah. this week. And I just stood in the Arrivals Hall, PJ. And in a world we live in where everything is very mental and crazy, I looked at parents being reunited with children, just crying and pure tears of happiness. And it's that magic that you feel up in the airport seeing them people come in. It gets me every time. It's just... Every time I'm up there, it's just like, oh, isn't this brilliant? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's you know, it's just so, so special,
2: PJ. All right. Derek, you have done wonderful work, yourself and your colleagues, Bobby and them all, have done wonderful work for the Cork City Hospitals Children's Club, €3,875. Euro. Well done, my friend. Before, before a- I go, PJ, yeah.
13: could I thank two businesses in Cork that supported oh, us?
2: Fire away, fella. Uh,
13: so one is Eskimo Pizza. Um, and that gentleman, he's uh, an ex-taxi driver and he came out as well and also, and I'd like to say a very big thank you to Satellite Taxis they, they were the only taxi base in court that actually gave a donation outside of drivers so thank you to Satellite Taxis as
2: well Well done. Alright Derek, thank you and my best to yourself and the family 0818 96 96 96. Now, Hanukkah is something that we don't know a whole lot about. We know it's a massive thing called the Jewish Festival of Light. What I didn't know is, and I'll ask you straight away, is it this year or every year, Locks, that it finishes on Christmas night itself? Morning.
17: Hi, good morning, PJ. Great to hear from you. Uh, no, this is very rare, actually, because the Jewish year goes according to the moon, yeah. not according to the sun. So quite often Hanukkah is much earlier in December. Okay. So this is pretty rare. Usually when we have our, our eighth day of Hanukkah thing, um, yeah, it's usually around like just a lot earlier, much before Christmas. So it's quite unusual for it to fall during Christmas week.
2: Well, it's, it's lovely that it does. And there's an event being organized on Christmas itself.
17: Um, so we've had a couple of events this week, very well attended and lovely festive occasions. On the 8th day of Hanukkah, there's an artwork, which is something that City Council organised with Maddie Leach, who is an artist, that created this ninth lamp lighting in Shalom Park. And that's going to happen. The lamp will light. But I don't think there's an event around it this year because I think the mayor, who usually attends and speaks at that, she has other... um, things that she does on christmas day so sure. in, instead of that uh city council invited us to come and celebrate on a different day and we actually were there wednesday night in the council um, in city hall having a lovely lovely celebration uh with uh lord mayor uh councillor deirdre ford and other councillors and local people and loads of jewish people and, and-
2: The ninth lamp will glow for 30 minutes. What's the significance of that ninth lamp in Shalom Park?
17: So Hanukkah is an eight-day festival, and the Hanukkiah or menorah or candelabra...
2: beautiful candelabra, yeah. yeah.
17: Right. So there are eight nights of Hanukkah. The ninth light, we light every night. We light one light, and we use it. It's like a servant light. So we use that candle to light each of the eight candles on the first night, we light one on the second night. We light two and so on up to the eighth night. So if you like on the eighth night, we're lighting eight candles, but, with an extra candle that we use to light it, so you don't stick your match to the wick of each of the eight candles, you stick a different candle to it. I know it sounds a bit complicated because I haven't prepared for this interview, but there you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're okay. You're okay. And of course, Shalom Park down there in the middle of what is affectionately and traditionally known as Jewtown. What what is our what kind, what size would you say is our Jewish community now at this stage, Routine?
5: Well,
17: it's quite interesting because there are quite a few Jewish people in Cork and we didn't know about all of them until Wednesday when, you know, people came out of the woodwork to come to the party in the city hall. Um, But, you know, there's, I don't know, what will I say, a maximum of 50 in the city, but you wouldn't even know about them all, maybe 20 or 30, quite a lot in West Cork and some in East Cork. So there are Jewish people dotted around, but we're just very integrate. You know, I mean, they're we're, we're just part of society. It's not like it was in 1880 and 1900 when, you know, Jewish people came over from Eastern Europe and maybe stuck together a bit more, living in Jewtown area, yeah. um, you know, uh, and a lot of their neighbors were Jewish as well. So it's not like that. It's more like the blowing Jews now, just kind of blown in on the wind, separately, and happened to have met here in Cork. Um, so it's very different, whereas before, you know, historically, I mean, most of the Jewish community in Cork in the 1900s had come to, from, I think, I think, four or five villages in northern Lithuania. Yeah. yeah that's
2: I'm... Routine. Happy Hanukkah to you and all of the Jewish community. And it finishes on on Christmas night. A most unusual thing to happen, but it does. Hanukkah for the Jewish community finishes on Christmas night this year. So happy Hanukkah. And it's on, that event is on in Shalom Park on Christmas night. We're nearly good to go. We're nearly out of here for the holidays. What, what, Iber? I can go live. He's there. Now connecting you to
6: the North Pole. Please hold. Live to the North Pole. Santa! Kogan! Hello, can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you loud and clear, Santa. Oh, 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 oh. It's about time I had a chat with you, you pup. Well, I've been doing my best to behave this year, Santa. Last time I visited you, they were finishing off New Newgrange. <laughs> How are you, Coogan? I'm not too bad now, Santa. Would you say happy Christmas to the Queen Bee, though,
2: because she hasn't been very well.
6: Happy Christmas, Queen Bee, and the very best to you. Now you have a night off. What do you do in the night before Christmas Eve? Yoga. Lots and lots of yoga. It's the new me, Coogan. I have to stretch out. There's a million chimneys to get down, a hundred thousand flats to get into. It's going to be a very testing night for my rather rounded physique. Yoga. Yoga! Roy King does it, you know. Yes. Yes. Okay, and I, then... I, so I, sense you, you, I sense you have an issue. I'm trying to picture it in my mind, Santi. Downward dog with a 12-stone belly is very difficult, <laughs> I can tell you. I imagine, it, I imagine it is. And then how will you prepare tomorrow? How will I prepare tomorrow? Well, first of all, a good night's kip. A good traditional Irish stew. There might be a little bit of... what. What is your big dish in cork? Well tripe under machine? Oh, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole, but I need something very healthy. And... Six cans of Murphy's as well, Coogan. My start, man. Are you all right, bye?
2: I'm grand. But you can't drink and drive.
6: The elves are sound, but we don't actually live in North Pole. We're responsible for the packing, and we're responsible for the elf in safety. Other than that, kid, we stay there. Santy's on the road.
2: So the elves will all be on the tear. Yay!
6: Absolutely ripping it up and when Santa gets back we're going to go to a beach after the opening parties.
2: You know that you've got uh, sky clearance as well. You've got clearance for the Irish. The Taoiseach actually stood up in the door last week Santa and said that you have clearance. I can let you hear that actually.
6: Oh, you have it handy, do you? I do indeed. Wonderful.
8: Well, I wish to confirm uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, that Santa uh, will uh, be facilitated in terms of access to Irish airspace. Uh, And our intelligence is that Santa will arrive duly on time for the children of our nation. Uh, They may...
14: Uh, rest assured of that. Um, we may not guarantee a lot of other things, but we can guarantee that
8: uh, most definitively.
6: Any update on the old housing crisis, lads? Ah, Santi, keep it nice. Now it's nearly Christmas. Now how are we looking weather-wise, Coogan?
2: Um, according to the very nice man, Alan O'Reilly at Carlo Weather, he said you'll have a fairly safe flight over Ireland. It'll be cold, it might rain a bit, but there's no sign of a white Christmas.
6: It is absolutely freezing up here at the moment, Coogan. Minus 22 degrees. Elves, open the window and let Coogan hear what it's like. Ah! Oh! Close and, uh, the window! Close oh! the window! Close the window! Oh, where are all the elves gone? I said- You can't be doing that, boy. Sorry about that, PJ. I nearly lost my workforce. Now, what were you saying? uh, What's your favourite part of Cork to to land in, Santi? Well, my favourite part of Cork to avoid is the Elysian Tower on a foggy night. Myself and the reindeer have had a few close calls with the Elysian. I'm very fond of landing up around the lock when the lock is nice and frozen. I love Clonakilty. Always get a little bit of black put in and where else anywhere down West Cork direction again cookies are incredible so Santi what does Mrs Claus do when you're travelling around the world well she's a very busy lady she is the brains and the backbone of the operation as you know PJ and I'd be lost without her so when I'm gone she puts the feet up and she's currently watching what is that thing oh Megan and Harry on Netflix what a load of coddle not her too Everybody's on it. I know. I I know. know. Santa, I'm going to leave you go. One warning, please do
2: not get stuck in any chimneys.
6: What is it that you want for Christmas, Coogan?
2: A a bit of peace and quiet would be nice.
6: Mary Lou is a Taoiseach.
2: A bit of peace and quiet would be nice.
6: (laughs) Good to talk to you, kid kickers and a safe journey. Happy Christmas to one and all across the Rebel County, and I shall see you very, very soon. Happy Christmas, everybody! Ho, oh, oh, ho,
2: oh, oh. ho, ho! Thank you, Santa and the elves. Drive safely tomorrow night. And so another year draws to a close on the opinion line. We've taken hundreds of your calls, read thousands of your messages, hopefully given you a space to share your story or your views. We've brought you, we hope, the best analysis, commentary and insight into the issues of the day. And we've tried and hopefully we've succeeded in starting some conversations that you felt needed to be started. Look, I'm just the guy sitting here, interacting with you. I'm just the voice. I couldn't do this job without, as I sometimes call them, the lads behind the glass. So to Emer, Welcome home, kid. To Fergal, my friend and wingman. And when he's here, to Richard. Not to forget Fiona, who left us for a new adventure, but will always be part of the 96FM family. Thank you, too, for all you did while you were here. Thanks to Barry, to Vic, Morad, Pierce, Katie. The newsroom team, as always, great people to work with, as is every last member of our 96FM family. But the biggest thanks of all is to you. Yes, you. You who chose our show today or any day in a world where you now have more choice than you've ever had before in the history of the media. I hope we entertained you, got you thinking, made you laugh. Maybe we made you cry at times, but that's radio Maybe we annoyed, infuriated, drove you mad. Don't take it personally. It's part of the job. And if we gave you a hard time, gave out about you, held your toes a bit close to the fire, you know who you are. You probably deserved it. But look, happy Christmas anyway. We'll be back to do it all again in 2023.